You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Midstream. Now, here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another rousing rendition of the views from Mint Street Podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther football talk you could possibly stand, and then just a little bit more. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in beautiful Greenville, South Carolina, dead center in the heart of Panther country, and of course, alongside me, virtually, anyway, on the other side of the metaphorical glass, my co-host on that show and this one, ladies and gentlemen, they call him the great one. Lonzo Reitzel is along for the ride as well. And since the last time we spoke with you, we said we assumed there might be a little bit of news. The last we left you, Deuce Staley had been picked up to Frank Reich's staff, though we had not gotten a clear indication of what his position would be. We questioned whether or not it would be the offensive coordinator and our thoughts at the time were that they are taking their time in naming their coordinators in order to get the right guys plugged into the right spots obviously with the offensive side of the football Frank Reich has said a number of times that he might call the plays he might not call the plays it's going to depend on who else is holding one of the Waffle House menus with the play calls on it defensively though is where the big question mark was going to be who is going to come in we thought Vic Fangio might be an, an option. There were a few other names. But since then, my friends, we have had our D.C. named. Israel Evero was the defensive coordinator in Denver last year, a spot that had quite a bit of tumultuous weather around it, did the Denver Broncos, obviously with the complete and utter failure of the regime of Nathaniel Hackett who was let go with two games remaining in the season during the regular season. However, it was Denver's defense that really shined for that football team last year. Denver's defense was in the top half of the league of just about every defensive metric that measures. They were 14th in the league in points allowed. They were 7th in the league in yardage allowed. In fact, it was Denver's defense that was the only reason – for the most part, that Denver was competitive in football games at all last year, and Israel Evero was the guy in charge of that defense. And we're going to get into, coming up here in just a minute, some of the factors that I think folks are not necessarily thinking about or taking into consideration when they evaluate the performance of the Broncos last year, but Overall, Lonzo, before we get into some of the schemes and tactics that Evero is going to bring to Charlotte, I can tell you that of the hires for Carolina Panthers so far, 
I thought Frank Wright was a B plus, maybe an A minus higher. I am thinking a solid A, maybe A plus for the hire of Isro Evero as the defensive coordinator for Frank Reich's Carolina Panthers. Well, let's be honest here. For the most part, especially for the casual fan, they have no idea who the offensive and defensive coordinators are unless they're really, really bad. And they're hearing about it because they're on the chopping block and just about to be uh, out of wherever they're at. I got. I I hadn't heard a whole lot about him. I I can tell you that I thought the D- Denver defense was pretty good. Um, I don't think this is the sexiest pick as far as again people not in the know going. Who's that? I don't know who that is. Um, hopefully, if he does his job right, you still won't know who he is, because usually the coordinators uh, they're not guys where you go, man, I know that name and. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. The defense was already good. Can he take it that next step? Can he make it a number one or number two defense? There were times when they were up there all year. Can they make them be consistent? Because like the offense, the defense had some games where you're like, are they even out there? Um, If they play better a couple games, it would have made a difference in the season for sure. So if this guy can come in and do what he did in Denver and – make them consistently good every week, it's going to be a great hire. I I think it is a great hire, and that's from somebody who obviously does pay a little bit more attention than your casual fan. I will also tell you that I think the fans that are more than casual fans seem to be relatively optimistic about this hire. I have been scanning through different Panthers message boards over the past couple of days since the announcement of the hiring of Ezra Evero and the majority of the fans are optimistic, and I think they have a very good reason to be. Not only is this cat one of the very much rising stars in the coaching ranks, Israel Evero was one of, I believe, either two or three coaches who were asked to uh, interview by every NFL team that had a vacancy, including the Carolina Panthers. And that kind of leads me to a theory that popped into my head about how Israel Evero ended up being the new DC in Charlotte. We know when Frank Wright came on board as the head coach during his introductory press conference, he said, look, I don't want to hire a staff full of my guys. I don't want to hire a bunch of guys just because I've coached with them in the past. I want to hire a good staff. We know that David Tepper came out and said, effectively, money is no object, right? I want to pay to get the best coaching staff that we can get. I will I will fork whatever I need to fork over to make sure that Frank has the guys around him that he says are the best to be successful. Evero interviewed for the head coaching position of the Carolina Panthers and the Houston Texans, and the Indianapolis Colts, and the Arizona Cardinals, and the Denver Broncos. Every team that was looking for an HC spoke to this guy, which means, obviously, that there's a lot of interest in him as a rising star. I will also tell you, and we'll circle back around to this later, it also means it would not shock me to see Ijero Evero in Charlotte for one season and then lined up as a head coach somewhere else in 2024, but we'll burn that bridge when we get there. What I will say is whatever he did, said, or displayed when he came to talk to Frank Reich, when he came to talk to David Tepper, he put something on the table. 
And though we do not know the contract details yet, at least not that I have seen, I will not be shocked to find out that Ijiro Evero is one of the highest paid coordinators in the National Football League this year. He asked out of Denver. They granted him release. That's the reason he was able to go from one job to the other in a lateral move. You can't do that unless you are released from your contract. Denver turned him loose. Primarily, I assume, because Sean Payton already has the guys in staff or or the idea of the guys he wanted in staff, including in that position. And it would seem to me, considering, by the way, that the Minnesota Vikings also interviewed Ezra Evero for their head coaching job, and we ended up snagging him. They ended up hiring former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores to take that role. I have to assume that David Tepper backed the Brinks truck up to Ezra Evero when he got off the plane in Charlotte uh, to do his D.C. interview and said, blank check, take what you want. I love that. It does show that maybe for the first time in a while that David Tepper is going to do the things he said he was going to do as a head coach, but they got what I genuinely consider, not as a Panther fan, but as a radio analyst, the best DC available on the board that wasn't Vic Fangio who signed his contract for that job a week and a half ago. So you talk about back in the Brinks, uh, the Brinks uh, truck up. I'm not so sure about that. I am. I'm excited about the hire, but I think circumstances were that he had to leave Denver because of Sean Payton. And it came down to, yes, he was sought after, but it came after it came down to Carolina and Minnesota. And uh, he was probably tired of the cold. I would take less money to leave the cold. You know why? Because I did. Um, that's one of the reasons why I'm in Carolina is because of how cold it is. Uh, spend some time in Denver. You're probably ready to get out of there and go to where it's warm most of the time, and that would be Charlotte. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's a good hire for him regionally. Denver's a great football market. I'm not arguing that. They love their Broncos, but it's cold. Uh, but it is cold. In fact, that's actually one of the interesting things, and this is a another discussion for another time, place, and pod. I'm really interested to see what Sean Payton's offense is going to look like in Denver in December, but that's their problem, not ours, ladies and gentlemen. The D.C. is in town. Ezra Evero is the new defensive coordinator for your Carolina Panthers. I think it is a phenomenal hire. I think he is not just a rising star, but based on what he did last year with the Broncos, is without question the best D.C. that was available. Fangio would have been a hire that I would have loved, sure, but it was a big ask. This is a guy that just made a lateral move, sure, but I have no doubt that Tepper said, we're going to pay you a lot of money, and next year, if you get some head coaching interviews, we'll help you along with that process as kind of leverage to get him in. This is a dude who took a talented Denver defense of which a lot was asked, and I'll talk about that coming up here in just a minute, and turn them into one of the top 10 overall defenses in the National Football League. I'm excited about the hire. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Views from Midstream podcast rolls on. Rob Brown, Lonzo Wright. So with you, hey, if you haven't done it already, do us a favor wherever you are listening to this podcast, whether it's on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Play, or for free on the Odyssey app at A-U-D-A-C-Y. Click that little heart button or the subscribe button or the follow button or whatever button is the big one right underneath our beautiful shining faces on your tablet, PC, or cell phone, and make sure you're downloading every episode of the Views from Mint Street podcast. So, Ezra Evero hired as the defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers. Let's talk a little bit about who this cat is. Evero comes over from the Denver Broncos, and we talked a little bit about this in the last segment, but these are the variables, these are the things, the factors that I think a lot of folks are leaving out. The Denver Broncos last year, offensively, Lonzo, if I asked you for one adjective to describe the Broncos offense, what would it be? Let's ride. And then they didn't. Uh, I, it was it was it was bad. It was it was really bad with all the hype that came into uh, to Russell Wilson coming to that team and how they were going to be competitive in the AFC West. They were not. Um you found out a lot of things about that quarterback that that whether true or not, uh, everyone believes is true uh, about having to have his own office and a bunch of things like that, which all that's going away for him. We'll see what happens uh, when he has a better head coach. But that offense was abysmal, probably one of the worst offenses in all of the NFL. And that was a surprise to a lot of people, except for me. Uh, I believe the best description I've heard to to describe the Denver Bronco offense so far was Broncos country. We tried, which I which I think is is the did best. They? Way to put it. Did they though? No, I, I'm not so sure they did. But anyway, because if that, that's trying, why even show up? That, anyway, <laughs> that being said, the Denver Bronco offense was terrible, 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 as the great Charles Barkley would say, and as we noted. Throughout the course of the really first half of this season for Carolina, a really bad offense takes its toll on a defense, right? Because a really bad offense cannot keep time of possession. A really bad offense comes off the field on three and outs quite a bit. In fact, if I recall correctly, through like week seven, we had the lowest third down conversion rate in the National Football League, and we got to a point where the offense was controlling the ball slightly more than 20 minutes out of 60 per game, which is a real good way to exhaust the hell out of your defense. And that's what happened. We know the defense was good. We know they had the talent, especially early in the season before the injuries racked up. But they were asked, they were pressed into duty so many times, so frequently, and in short yardage situations that by end of games, uh, the defense couldn't get enough oxygen out of the tanks, right? So Denver had that same problem. Their time of possession late in the year 
uh, was also very, very bad, which meant the defense was repeatedly getting called onto the field more than they should have. It meant that opposing offenses had a much greater time of possession than you would have wanted them to. It meant the defense was being pressed a lot. And even with the defense being pressed a lot by the Broncos offense being so completely, what's the word, terrible, Israel Evero still had them as the 14th best scoring defense in the National Football League. That's in the top half of the league. Still had them as the seventh best defense in football in terms of yardage allowed per game and had them inside the top half of the league in pretty much every defensive metric that impacts the game directly. He did all of that with an offense that was, to say bad would be a compliment. And while I absolutely do not believe that the Panther offense next year, regardless of quarterback, will be as inept as it was certainly the first half of the season this past season. There's no way the Panther offense is going to be as bad as Denver's was last year, which means Evero throughout games and throughout the season is going to have players who are every bit as talented as the Denver defense, but it's going to have them fresher for longer. You're not going to get to week nine and have guys on your defense that have played 60 or 90 or 120 minutes of defense more than guys elsewhere in the league. You're going to have guys that are fresh. You're going to have, fingers crossed, fewer lasting injuries, fewer injuries caused by strenuous play that doesn't get you off the field. If all that goes away, and Ezra Evero is able to keep the same momentum with Carolina's defense that has the talent Denver's does, without being pressed into service and having to continue to adjust and create because other offenses are getting 35, 40, 42 minutes of offense per game, I got to expect those numbers are going to stay consistent and make Carolina's defense look real, real good. See, that's the thing. I, again, and we talk, talked about it earlier, the defense was already pretty good. I, I mean, there were times where they, they looked nearly great, but they had a defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes who, who did a really good job with that with that side of the ball. Then when he moved to head coach, obviously it took some attention away from that. And bringing now that we the Panthers have an offensive-minded head coach for the first time like ever, um, your first thought is, does an offensive-minded coach know how to bring in the best defensive-minded coach? Um, and I, th- I think he I think he made the right hire. And I think this is one of those things where he'll probably let the defense coach the defense. And you're right. Uh, not having to be out on the field two-thirds of the time, that's going to keep, definitely keep you more healthy. It's going to give you more energy. And uh, you add a few more pieces through the draft and through free agency, get a few more rushers that will free up Brian Burns even more and some of those guys. There are some amazing things that the defense could do if you just have a, 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 a mid kind of offense, just one that can at least put together a couple good drives. Yeah, I think, I think it's spot on, man. I do. I think it's spot on. I think you're talking about a situation where you've got an offense next year just by the addition of Frank Reich. And, 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 and I'm based on the hire of Israel Evero as a defender, very, very excited to see who he brings in as the O.C., uh, whether it's Jim Bob Cooter or somebody else. Jim Bob Cooter! 
can't not do it. I'm very excited to see who he brings in as the OC, uh, because if what we saw with this hire and, and, and my theory, my belief that this is David Tepper trying to prove to Frank Reich and everybody else that, yeah, dude, I was definitely serious about spending the cash to get the best guys available in here, then I think you're looking, despite the fact that some OC candidates are off the board, a lot of them are still on it. And maybe that opens the floor up. But here's what I know. You talked about offensive versus defensive-minded coaches, right? We brought in uh, Steve Wilkes as the interim coach last year. There were a couple of spots, if we're being 100% honest with each other, where the defense floundered. I go back and look at the Tampa Bay game. I go back and look at the Pittsburgh game. A couple of games where the defense floundered a little bit. Uh, But it was very clear that between Steve Wilkes and – whoever was calling plays ultimately and at the end of the day offensively, whether it was uh, old great hair himself or not, that the offense just didn't really have creativity. It didn't really have fluidity. It didn't really have uh, the ability to adapt on the fly game to game. Now you've got a guy who can do that offensively and you've got a guy that literally just showed you that he can take a defense with really good talent adjust it consistently, even when he's being asked to do more than a DC should based on time of possession. Israel Burrow has done that. And now we got to talk about how his tactics translate to the guys that we have. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Views for Mint Street podcast rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Lonzo Reitzel, Rob Brown with you on a whatever day it is and whatever time it is where you are listening to this pod. If you haven't done it already, the best time to share this pod on your social media feed would have been about seven months ago when we started. The second best time to share this pod on your social media feed is right now, this very second. Do us a favor. Take that link, that little share button on whatever platform you're listening or watching us on. Grab that share button, pop it onto your Twitter, pop it into your Instagram, pop it onto your Facebook, onto your LinkedIn, onto your Be Real, onto your TikTok, onto your MySpace, onto your Angel Fire, whatever you're using, ladies and gentlemen. Link the pod so we can can continue uh, to grow the show. That's that's what we're going for here. I'm not so, talking up Angel Fire because that that one got. That's me. real old school, dude. That's like me in middle school, old school, which I think you were like 35 already, but it was Something around like that. Time. Yeah, yeah. All right, 
Israel Evero comes in as the DC. We've talked about this quite a fi- quite a bit. And the number one concern, I guess, the number one consideration that I have seen, critique, criticism, question, whatever you want to call it, is that Israel Evero is a 3-4 guy. Carolina is a 4-3 team, have been for, high, for a hot minute. And so the question mark is, can Israel Evero conduct either A, a shift to a 3-4 defense in Carolina based on the talent that we have, or B, can he adjust himself to coach a 4-3 defense with the talent that we have, either to delay the shift or he just is a 4-3 coach at this point. And I was I was kind of curious about that. So I went back and I looked at a couple of spots to see if Ezra Evero has any experience uh, with a 4-3 defense. And it turns out that not only does he have that experience, but he's actually got the experience of watching and participating in a defense shifting from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Ezra Evero was on the Rams staff back in 2017. At that point in time, their defensive coordinator was Greg Williams. Greg Williams was a 3-4 guy at that point in time. They made a transition in D.C., and they ended up going to a 3-4 defense. That is Israel Evero's style of defense. This was all on the Rams team uh, leading up to their 2019 Super Bowl run. He has not only seen how to do it, but he's seen how to do it in a way that ends up being successful. To me, Ezra Evero is not a 3-4 guy. Evero is a 3-4 heavy hybrid defensive mind. If you go back and you watch some of his game film, even last year in Denver, one thing that you are going to notice is you're going to see a lot of 3-4 out of the Broncos. You're also going to see a lot of hybrid because this is a dude that loves to rub a cover two package out of a nickel formation. He also loves to switch up the looks. You were at times going to get a 4-2-5. You're at times going to get a 3-3-5. You may even occasionally get a heavy box or a light box where he's going to have five down linemen and a single linebacker backed up by five DBs, including one who walks up on either side to play the hybrid linebacker role. You might occasionally see uh, two down linemen and extra uh, extra linebackers walked up about mid-range of where they ordinarily be backed up by the five cornerbacks. You'll also see a traditional 4-3 where you'll have one linebacker coming up and then dropping off to go help with the cover two, allowing the cornerbacks to move up. There's a lot of fluidity, a lot of adaptation, a lot of creativity with the way he runs. And the thing that I love that uh, love about that, Lonzo, in Carolina is that when you look from the front of the back, yes, we have built the roster to run a 4-3 defense. Absolutely, I'm not arguing with that. But I look at a guy like Jeremy Chin, who's kind of that tweener, right? He's not a linebacker, but he's not a defensive back either. He's kind of right in the middle. But man, if I am running a hybrid defense with a cover two nickel and I'm going to use a cornerback to move up and play in run support, Jeremy Chin is quite literally built for that. You're going to send JC and the guys back to play defense. You're going to move Chin around to different spots. You're going to ask him to sit back in zone and wait to come up on run support. He can do that. If you're going to go to a 3-4, Derek Brown as a nose tackle works just fine. 
just fine. Now, it's going to change the rotation of defensive tackles out there, but he suits up perfectly with the linebacker core behind him. I think I trust Israel Evero based on what I've seen during his time in Denver to understand how to work the different hybrid angle, uh, angles. And I think there is more than enough talent on this Carolina defense, Lonzo, that you can plug and play different guys to create a bunch of different looks. And in the NFC South, with Desmond Ritter, maybe in Atlanta, with Andy Dalton, maybe in New Orleans, with Blaine Gabbert in Tampa, if I can have a defense that can throw six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve different looks at you during a game with those inconsistent quarterbacks, you got a real good chance of throwing them off and winning that division. All right, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong because uh, my memory is not the greatest anymore. Uh, but a couple years ago, they were kind of playing a three-four, weren't they? Because I seem to recall there being. Um, when Keekley was there and Thomas Davis was there and Shaq was out on the field during that time. So he's got experience that way. I just don't think we're that far removed from it, uh, from playing this kind of defense already. And these guys seem to be able to adjust well. Um, but I, I think we're going to find out if he is going to switch the defense when, when we get to the draft, because you're going to have to bring in some other guys, aren't you? Uh, I mean, to, to, play that style. And I know you're talking about adjusting. I know you're talking about hybrid, but you got to bring in some guys that, that are, that are used to that kind of defense to fill in the gaps who aren't as versatile yet because they're just coming out of college and maybe played only that style. I, I, I'm going to be interested in the draft and uh, any free agents that they bring in. I think that will tip the hand to a certain degree about what kind of defense they're going to play. So if you go back to predominantly 2021, Matt Rule's first year there, you actually will see a lot of hybrid defenses out of Carolina. You'll see some 3-4. You'll see some 4-3. You'll even go back, and this is what I'm excited about with Israel Evero, because I think that we started building the defensive roster a few years back, and I think the remnants of this are capable of handling Israel Evero's defenses. Uh, and you'll see this both in his defenses last year in Denver And if you go back to 2021's defenses in Carolina, and to some degree 2022, a little bit less so, you'll actually see a bunch of the same looks. Uh, There was a lot of 3-4. There was a lot of 4-3. There were also uh, some some 5-1s. You go five down linemen and one off-ball linebacker who backs up a yard or two to give them a little bit more lateral speed. You ask the linemen to effectively eat up the offensive line as blockers and then you just go play ISO ball, right? It's like the old Oklahoma drill. Now it's just one-on-one wherever the gap is. Linebacker waits for the running back to pick a gap. Then he fills it. They did a lot of that last year uh, with five DBs, including one, like we mentioned, with Jeremy Chin's capabilities, who would step up and play effectively a uh, backup, a reserve linebacker if the one in charge got kicked out or whatever. We have seen this before in Charlotte, no doubt about that. Now we get to see it with the guy who did it last year and made it work successfully with a defense that was challenged all year because of the fact that their offense could not get off of the field. We got the talent to be that hybrid team. We got the talent to go heavy box with five down. We got the talent to go light box with three down and four backers or even three, three, and then end up dropping six back and having that kind of cornerback, linebacker, tweener. There are so many options 
because of the versatility of talent on the defensive side of the ball, which works out just fine because Ezra Evero is not a one D. You, you see a lot of DCs, and this is more in the past than it is the current day. But you used to have a lot of spots where your defensive coordinator ran a 4-3. That's what you read. You read a 4-3, and that's just it. Or he ran a 3-4, and that's just it. Evero is 3-4 heavy, but you're going to see a lot of different looks. And I absolutely think that the Panthers have the talent. I kept waiting for the breakout last year. It never really came. Frank Reich has the talent to break out the offense. Uh, Evero has the, the the talent, the understanding to actually utilize the strengths of the talent on the defense. You know, look, I'm, I'm going to say this. I said it uh, a couple of days ago. I had some friends tell me I was crazy. I don't think I am. We've got every ability to do next year what the Jacksonville Jaguars did this year. To be a team nobody talks about coming into the season, nobody believes in, to have a breakout on the offensive side of the ball, to have an absolute group of horses on the defensive side of the ball to limit offensive opportunities for other teams and to go and run the table and win the division. And Israel Evero is going to be a big piece of the reason why that happens. Yeah, I think you got to look at the South and and see which which team is is built best in the NFC South. And right now it's got to be the Carolina Panthers. There's just, just one position that got to figure out. And uh, everyone's talking about that position. We've talked about it, and we'll talk about it again. Once we get that position figured out, then uh, then we're going to know what's going on. But, you know, right now, there are no quarterbacks in the NFC South, are there? Who's the established quarterback? Desmond Ritter, Andy Dalton, Blaine Gabbert. Take your freaking pick. Yeah, and we don't know if any of those guys will actually be the starter come Correct. the beginning of the season. So, Correct. Uh, this is it's like starting over again for everybody. And uh, I, I will speak for the rest of Panther fans and say, why not us? Ladies and gentlemen, there's some thoughts. Defensive coordinator is hired. Now we turn our eyes to the OC, and then we turn our eyes to the draft. We are just a handful of weeks away from the NFL draft combine. We will have coverage of all the guys that we believe could be selected at nine. Then we will start putting the profiles together for the draft. And before you know it, friends, we're going to have camp here for the Rooks. We're going to have many camps. I mean, it feels like the NFL's week one is like two weeks away. I it's wish. Not. It's not. I know. I know. I'm just I'm trying to stay happy and optimistic. They, they, What's that the hiring? They got, they got to play a game this weekend first before the season's over. Fair enough. Lonzo, before we get out of here, any final words for the people? Nah, I've already said it. Good enough for me. Ladies and gentlemen, the next episode of the Views from Entry podcast will drop for you on Friday. I predicted the last one. We would have a DC or an OC by this one. I will predict that by the next time we get together on Friday, we will have the other half of the coordinator's offices filled up and ready to be broken down. He is Lonzo Wright. So my name is Rob Brown. Do us a favor. Make sure you're subscribed to the Views from Ministry podcast. Make sure you share us around to all of your Carolina Panther friends. We will see you back here Friday for another episode of the Views from Ministry podcast. Keep pounding, baby.